The views expressed on the Big Shiny podcast do not express the views of Big Shiny Robot as a whole, its subsidiaries, or its sponsors. And the Big Shiny podcast contains coarse language like penis butt. <laughs> <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. Hey man, I'm Kevin Smith. Jason Muse. Welcome to Big Shiny Robot. Cucumber. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. Sounds great. All right, we recording? Mm-hmm. What, was, what was the thing I just Summer said? squash. Mm-hmm. You say uh, spaghetti it's western. A, it's a surprise every time I see it. Like, oh god damn. Or, I know it's coming every time, but I'm like, whoa god damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, welcome to the Big Shiny Podcast. Week two with our wonderful guest, Chris. And uh, we're down a few men. But we're full of hearts. So we're going to move forward. The fuck do you say? Full of heart. Full of farts. Full of f- full of farts. Full of farts. We are full of farts. Are you full big of farts? Big and hard. Chris is big and hard. So with me, uh, the second week here, we've got my friend Jimmy to my left. Hot cheese. Hot cheese, motherfuckers. <laughs> Across the table from me. Beer sausage. Tommen's beer sausage. <laughs> I, I don't know what Kylie would say. I'm just trying to be Kylie. And then, uh, yeah, my friend Chris, he's here too. Roadhead. <laughs> Roadhead. 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 That's the theme. Roadhead and brandy. Roadhead and brandy. Not much else needs to be pardon, said. Pardon me. Do you have any gray poopole? <laughs> Are we going to do the pause laughs again? Yeah, yeah there we go. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Tom, you're not going to put those in, are you? I'll think about it. <laughs> like, I'm 50-50. Like, do I do it through being cool does and say I'm going to edit it out and then don't? You're going to forget. Or do I put it in? I guess now would be a good time. Do we want to talk any shit on those through being cool guys? Patrick and Nick, do you guys have any shit you want to talk? No, man. This is the only way we interact with them outside of Twitter. They're like, like fully functioning adults and I'm a little jealous. No, I, I talk to Patrick via text. <laughs> fully functioning adults. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> I, I text Patrick like every day. We talk daily. We're basically dating at this point. You look like you're jacking off right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's his true. Dick's on the side of the side of his waist. He's like, oh, yeah. We uh, we talk pretty much on the reg. That's cool. So generally, it's just like, hey man, how do you feel about this microphone? I'm like, eh, this. How do you feel about this thing? Eh, this. And it's like, well, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. All right. And Those then we don't talk for a few cartridges. Days. That sounds about right. So I'll, I'll listen to one of their episodes, and then I'm driving the whole time, so I always think, like, oh, I should tweet this at him, or I should tweet this. I forget all that shit. And oh, yeah. usually by the time I get home, I usually tweet some obnoxious thing, and I'm like, what the fuck was Nick talking about? Or what the fuck were you thinking here, Patrick? You know what I really... I realize I probably sound like a complete asshole. Did you listen to their last latest episode that came out, like, two, three days ago? Mm-hmm. So their metal band Candy Bar Names... Yeah. It was fucking epic. We were tweeting back and forth for like an hour. All kinds of good shit. Yeah, Nick brought that game up and Patrick beat the shit out of him. Oh, he was mean. He was good. Mm-hmm. He did one to me. It's like uh, at midnight. My favorite one I did was like six lists exchanging hands. <laughs> Knives exchanging hands. Yeah, That's pretty good. That's pretty he good. He had a good one about uh, Butterfingers. It was pretty funny. Or whatchamacallit dies today. That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> he was all over it. Anyway. So fuck those stuff. guys is yeah. what I'm getting to. Fuck them very much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this week, we're going to talk a little bit about video games. It's right before the fall, so this is when everything is going to start dropping like crazy. This is when like I was an avid game reviewer. When I was trying to review everything, I would literally lose like four days of my life trying to just keep up. That's true, Tom. And now I just spend like $400 and then play it next summer. Well, 
Yeah. I buy him and then I don't play him. Yeah, Chris buys him and doesn't play him, and then I only buy like one a year and then just play that one game for a year. To each his own. Kind of like Jimmy. I'm kind of on that. Sh- I get like the hand-me-down shit. Like anything you guys don't want, like this game sucked. I'm like, this game kills. This is the funnest thing I've ever played <laughs> in my life. Okay. So I so I played Kirby 2. Oh, man. On the Game Boy. <laughs> on the Kirby's Game Boy. Kirby's Land 2. So I want to talk fun. about The Taken King. And by the time this episode comes out, it's probably, I believe it'll already have been out. About two weeks. Um, but I want to ask Chris some questions about this. So I'll preface it. It's, um, it's Liam Neeson and uh, The Rock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's kind of a mashup. Yeah. So go ahead. That's so, right, right? So if you smell what the gentleman's cooking. If you... Wait, what was, what was what was the quote from that guy? Like, you don't know me, but I know you, and I'm going to fucking rape you if you don't let my daughter go. What does he say? That's exactly uh, what he says. That was pretty that's much exactly it. what he says. Something like that. I no, know it, he says something like, that. listen, honey, you're going to let them take you. Yeah. And then she goes, what? And then he drops, she drops the phone, and they go... Whoa. And then he's like, with your candy asses. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you, Jean Valjean. <laughs> we should do like uh, our own, what are those, Sweetie sweetie movies? Do you guys ever see that? The Sweeney Todd? No, the Jack Black movie Sweaty? where they do their own versions. Fuck off, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, Destiny. Chris, I'm going to ask you some questions. That's why you were here last week. Oh I don't my know why you all this week. Tell us about the DLC, please. Yeah, so Destiny's been out a year. Yep, a year. Came out September 9th. Tell me about the $40 not expansion. So, yeah. We're not not doing that. We're playing questions. Yeah, I've got questions Questions. I've prepared for Chris. It's the only way he agreed to be here. (laughs) So, Multiple um, choice, bitch. Is the Taken King, is this a sequel? Is this like a little DLC story pack? What is this? Mm. How much of the game actually changes? It's not really either of those. Um, It's a big expansion, which is technically DLC. Um, But it's got a new area in the game. Which the last two expansions did not have that. And it's adding new strikes, new subclasses, new enemy types, all new weapons and gear, which we've gotten before, but this is like a massive redoing. It's kind of throwing out the old and adding all new of that in. Well, and they're also changing the way the gear system works. So you can actually take like shit you've earned and use that to mod the stuff you've got, right? Sort of. So you can take like, if you have exotics, you can take like other parts of things and shove them together to make like variations and level up your weapon that way too. So it'll look different. You can do that. Everybody else's. I can't remember what it was called. Infuse, I think. Yeah, something like that. So you can take um, legendary or exotic weapons and take a gun that was higher value and infuse it into that gun. I think somebody's getting great. shot right now. It sounds like fireworks. Who's shooting off fireworks in the middle of fucking September? Someone in my neighborhood. Yeah. So I believe what it does is take the values from those and then ups the value yeah. on the gun you infuse it into. Now, is this only year two guns, or is yep. this year? Okay. Nothing, anything from before can't be done, only going forward. New stuff. Um, can I ask you a question? No. Huh? Fuck you. Yep. What, how, do you how do you feel about the, uh, the blueprint vending machines? Um, so that's actually in the game now. They put out the the 2.0 patch, which was huge. Mm-hmm. Reworked a lot of the game, and that's in there now. It's down where the Vanguard dudes are. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's it's a thing, I guess you could say. I think it's fucking great. <laughs> I think it's cool. It makes it so that if you dismantled one of your exotics, you can rebuild it again instantly. But beyond that, it's I don't know. It and it's really... limited to exotics, right? right? Right. It doesn't do much else other than give you. A, a way to see which ones you have. It shows you which ones you don't have. If you've seen it in the wild or whatever, it'll show you what it is. But other than that, it just says like, "Ooh, look, a, 
but it's an exotic. It's like a spot. Pokedex for exotics. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to talk about that, speaking of which. So, yeah, we can come up. Think, remember that. We'll talk about this after this. So, um, let's see. Do you guys believe me? How, do you guys believe in ghosts? <laughs> From what we know, how does the Taken King tie into the Destiny lore and what's already been created? Mm, I'm not sure if we fully know that. It's an extension of the story so far with the Hive, mostly. So in the Dark Below expansion, we killed Crota like a million times. Right. And if you point at him, he points back. I've, There's uh, a myth with that, uh, actually. If he points back no matter what. No matter what so thing if you, you do? So people think if you point at him, he'll point back. He just points anyway. Hmm. He's always he's a, just pointing. He's a pointy fucker. <laughs> you know, here's a weird thing to ask. It's always one thing that bugs me about these kinds of games, and then especially like this, is the story talks as if like you killed Crota, but everybody playing the games killed Crota. So how special are you really? Well, right, it's an MMO, exactly. though. They have to swing it somehow. I get that, but it, it's always been like, it takes me out of it. Like, no, everybody hears that. All their marketing says that. You killed Crota, blah, blah, blah. But So this is Crota's dad? So his his dad's pissed that we killed him, but he's also pissed in general at the at people who hold the light, which we don't really know what it is still. We know that the hive is infused with darkness, like whatever the fuck that is. But and he's, like guardians are the light. Right. He's pissed about that, and he's coming in because you killed his son, but also because he was going to come anyway. Hmm. So, I mean, you killed his son is a thing, but he already had the vacation scheduled. He might as well take it, right? <laughs> he was already yeah. planning like on he was already out. He was already cruising there. He's just coming faster now because Crota's dead. So is that the... There's a raid coming with this one, then. Mm-hmm. And is that related to trying to kill the Taken King, as far as we know? Or? To be honest, I don't know a lot about the raid. They did a stream on it, and I kind of didn't want to know everything. Sure. I know that it's called the King's Fall, and they imply that you fight Oryx, which is Crota's dad, but you're also supposedly kill him in just the story missions that come with the Taken King. Hmm. So there's something weird there. There's an idea right now that... He, um, you fight the real him in the missions, and then the raid maybe is the Taken version of him. The Taken are the new enemies that are coming in there. Oh. They're basically like, to put it lightly, I guess, zombified versions of existing enemies. Hmm. So maybe he Takens himself or whatever, and then you fight that crazy version. Gotcha. In the raid. We also know, though, that they... Uh, so normally they'll design the raid, and then they'll make a hard version. This time they made a hard version and then scaled it back to normal. And they've also said that's not the only version they have. Oh shit! There's a ghost in your picture. Sorry, fuck you. Gotta see you. I'll put it on Twitter. <laughs> put it on Twitter. We'll check it out. <laughs> Did you take a picture of me? That's so, weird. Okay. Um, There's also a screenshot on Bungie.net that had modifiers in it, so almost like similar to the ones that are in Strikes and shit. Oh, for the raid. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So maybe they're aiming to do some weekly mix-ups or something to keep it fresh. Fuck, fuck Scrota. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Scrotums. That guy it was a pain in the ass. I did that race. Yeah, Scrota. We did that like four times and spent so many hours, Chris and I, trying to beat that fucker. It was all on me. It was bad. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I just thought of Scrota. Um, so we talked. You mentioned this a little bit earlier, but you know, I've got all these weapons that I haven't done anything with. I've got all this gear I haven't done anything with. My, I'm capped out at 34. What's going to happen? To all that. All my weapons are useless. I so understand lights going away. The or? level th- leveling thing's already active now, actually, if you fire the game up. the Your level is based off of your highest light level across all your gear. So you should still be at 34 if you logged in. Um, but to get to 40, it's no longer based off of the gear you have. It's just going to be experience-based. 
mm-hmm. and then the your your character level is just a barrier of entry to things like strikes and raids and end game content, and then the light level is an average of your attack value and damage or a defense value on all your weapons and gear. It's some average of that, and that is used to calculate how much damage you do and take. And it actually <laughs> seems kind of confusing to me right now. I, I don't fully understand it. But it no longer just goes to, to a two-digit number like 34. It'll go up into the hundreds. Oh, really? So the 40 is not the cap? It'll just keep going to... <clears throat> right. So I started a new character, and at, my character's at level 9, but his light level's at 31 or so already. And I think the max in the game's like 250 or something for that. So with, and I guess another question, this is 40 bucks. it's coming out, but let's say I haven't played Destiny and I don't want to spend the money, can I just jump in? Is the game the same as it was before this, or is it changed for everybody, or what's the difference? The game's actually changed for everybody as far as the light level and shit. Um, the game's massively changed in a lot of ways, how loot drops, um, the weapon tuning, gear tuning, um, the way missions are structured. So you said even some of the voice... Stuff is oh yeah, they got rid of uh, Peter Dinklage and replaced him with Nolan North. Hmm. Even the existing content. Oh really? Well, and what I'm not, <clears throat> what I'm not ready to believe. So believe I know I, 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 in this podcast and my other one, I do hammer on Destiny quite a bit. But I've been studying up on this pretty hard because we've, well, I guess this will already be over by the time this episode airs. But you know, with our charity stream coming up, there's going to be a shitload of Destiny playing because it's the weekend after Destiny taking King launches. Mm-hmm. And that new raid happens to unlock on Friday. Um, so I've actually been looking into it because basically my entire office is like, oh, yeah, we're all playing. Um, all of my PS4 buddies I was playing with before are all coming back. So we're all talking about it. So the thing I've been hearing a lot of, and I've listened to interviews of Deej and some of the other developers. Mm-hmm. I guess Deej is the community manager. But yep. just people from Bungie. And the big thing is they say they're tuning it more towards being like an MMO. Um, more like an MMO. So when you tell me the light level is like 250 now, to me that looks like more like grinding reputation in an MMO. So I don't know if you guys play like World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy 14 or EverQuest or any of those, but mm. basically what there is is there's your leveling, but then you can get like unique items by rep grinding. So there will be factions in the game that will be like by doing a quest you get reputation with them that levels up your rep, and then if you kill certain monsters you can also get rep through that. So I feel like they're moving the light system more towards that. I could be way fucking off, but when the light level is up to 250, I feel like they're finally moving it kind of that way. Um, and hearing that they're retooling the drops and adjusting kind of how things work is pretty exciting because that was my biggest critique of Destiny. Mm-hmm. It was addictingly, it was really addicting, and it was fun. Um, but you, I burned out fast. It was really easy to burn out quick. So they've already changed a lot of that too because yeah. at first, like the first few months were terrible. You had to grind so hard for shit like the the planet materials and stuff. They right. changed that not long into the game, but even, even they with did. But I came back game. after they changed that, and I still maxed still out in much. like three weeks. Right. I mean, three weeks, and I was like, all right, I've done it all. I'm done. I've done. I've killed Crota. I've done hard mode of all the other stuff. I don't really care to do a hard mode Crota. Like I've done this, 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 this. To be honest, I think it'll still be that way. I think it's. I think it's still gonna tap people out quick. They say they've got a lot more to do in the end game, hmm. which they haven't showed yet because they want to keep it kind of fresh, but I still think it'll be that way. I still think it'll be the drive of you just wanting to play with friends and get extra gear, but I still think it'll top out hmm. quick and be done. See, and I think what ran into me, and we don't have to go on this long, but I got to the point where I was still hanging out with all my Destiny friends inside chat rooms, 
and just playing a different fucking game. <laughs> like they're all doing raids and I'm playing like Mega Man or Final Fantasy or Axiom Verge or something else because I'm like, yeah, yep, yo, you're doing Crota again, huh? Cool. <laughs> so I'm really, I, I'm, I'm planning on buying it. Um, I'm taking advantage of some of the uh, GameStop or Best Buy promotions this weekend. I'm hoping it holds me for more than two weeks. I hope it holds me until Fallout 4 comes out, to be honest. So, before I fall off Hard the face say. of the fucking planet. So, I guess then, uh, my final question, Chris, would be, what What are you most excited about uh, for the Taken King from what they've changed or they've announced or you expect to do? So, with the last two expansions, they kept um, weapons moving forward. Well, if not the last one, two ago, but the most recent one, you could ascend old weapons to be the the new highest attack value mm-hmm. to, so you could still use like Fatebringer and all your old shit and there wasn't much incentive to use new things <clears throat> so what I'm most excited for is that they're actually leaving all that behind everything for, from before is capping out at 365 damage or whatever so it was awesome. and a lot of people are upset about that but I'm really excited for it because the most fun I had in Destiny was like getting that new gun and well, being like hey have you seen what I have and Mm. Well, and that's another MMO right. thing. Like the people that are upset about that are the people that have never played a real MMO, which I haven't. Yeah, but but, but you're not. But you. That's what an MMO is. Like a new. You have to leave a, shit behind yeah, to keep it fresh. A, a new expansion drops, and you're doing like the base quest of that expansion, and all the legendary gear you had from the time before is replaced with like like common. That's what they're doing. So they're saying yeah. right when you play the first missions, you'll get white. And it'll replace items, all which are of like your the, the lowest level, and it'll already be better than what yeah. you already have. When I was raiding in Warcraft, I remember when fuck, I don't remember the first expansion came out, and I went and did like ten missions, and I had all these legendaries that I had spent literally probably a hundred hours grinding out, and it's thirty minutes, and it's all gone. Doesn't matter. Yeah, so you I'm actually excited about that. Like, I spent a year trying to get everything, and I barely got Galahorn a month and you're before they sold it. it. I'm not going to shard any of it, but I'm just excited to get new shit that actually looks different and feels different and to have like that drive of wanting stuff. Again. How do you it's kind of nice, though, for like Tom or like my brother Mike that want to hop right. in now. They can just hop in. They don't have to catch up. They can just play. Yeah. I do have to say you talking about the enemies are like zombified of the existing enemies really bums me out. Like, Have you seen them, though? They're like... No, I, I mean, when the game comes out, I'll see They have all new abilities. So they they kind of look similar to what's in the game, but they've got all new abilities that make them okay. completely different. And, and I can't really give it a solid critique until I play it. Like, this is just me being a whiny gamer at this right. point. But um, have you guys ever seen the movie Grandma's Boy? Yeah. There's a scene where they talk about just turning the orcs green or right. turning the orcs blue. <laughs> and I feel like they're doing that. And that, anytime I see a studio do that, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? But again, I don't think they're they going to add anything good. completely new like that until Destiny 2, which is still very seriously in the works and supposedly on track for like next year. Hmm. Yeah, sure. I guess my like my expectations for this are very low. I guess I should say, but I'm probably still going to jump on and play. But I'm stoked that the amount of news they're releasing, in my mind, does seem that Destiny is on the right track. Like Bungie is finally able to fill, maybe fulfill most of the goals they set out to do mm-hmm. when they first announced Destiny. So actually, a lot of people think that they are making the game they always intended to make or something, but I actually don't think so. They're saying no. that they that they are just listening to people and reacting from that. And I truly believe yep. they are like, they've just listened and seen how people are playing the game and seen what they want. 
and they're making that happen. This was never like planned. Well, and, and I don't know if we're the supposed documentary to, yeah. talks about a lot that I sent you. And I don't think we're supposed to plug other shows, but like I listen to the PlayStation Blogcast pretty regularly, and they did an interview with Deej and somebody, and they actually said that they said you know a lot of the changes to the game, like the blueprint machine, right? They actually put that in because they were tired of getting support tickets that were like sharded my, my girlfriend shit. got mad and sharded right. my shit, and so they're like, cool, we're just gonna give you this fucking machine that if you do that, you can just go make them. Again. A lot of this too is based off of um, the Bungie employees playing the game. Like they don't have special shit. There's a lot of them that still haven't dropped certain guns that I've got, and they're still grinding for that. Hmm. Yeah. So this is based on what they actually want too, because they play their own game. Which I do find that's pretty cool. Like that—that's a cool thing, and I like that they're using community feedback to build their game. Mm-hmm. And I hope that leads them to a lot of good it's, success. It's definitely not old Bungie, like when we used to play Halo Three and Halo Reach. Like they just didn't. They always had updates weekly, but nothing that updated the game. No, well, it's, it's like it's, here it is. We'll switch out maps and game types it's, sometimes. It's kind yeah. of. Fr- uh, frustrating and this is refreshing to see this totally new bungee i'll I'll give you that i think they also they're forced to because when you say like they're listening to community i agree with that but i also do feel that i feel like they had a huge scope for the game and they i don't i mean they're all great game developers but i don't think they actually knew what it took to develop an mmo and so i think they got six to seven to eight months into development and realized that their scope was huge and there was no way that's, and so they that's dialed true. There's back. some there's some shit out there that I haven't fully read yet, but they had a there's some court stuff that came out with their composer, and they had a very troubled oh, really? development. Yeah. So that's that's true, but I'm, I'm not I'm not faulting for it. I'm thinking I think that's part of why Destiny let me down in a way is all is just that they had a huge scope, and you know I think a lot of the people that are diehard MMO players, I'm not even really diehard. I just fucking love grinding, but. You get when you come over yeah, you to this, do. and you, you're Ryan I do around me right now. God damn, rub my <laughs> denim cock on you. Um, you. Oh, sorry. Pause for laugh track. But you, um, <laughs> but you go. But so you come from a game where you're expecting to see these massive worlds to explore, and it's going to be gorgeous. Oh, and stop insane. right there. That is Destiny's number one flaw. Everyone had expectations, myself included. Hmm? They and set those expectations. They they did by being vague as shit, being like, "Oh, it's never you've never seen this shit before." When they really should have just like toned back what they were trying they to say. They just said we were going to make a first person MMO. And kind they, of like, is it an MMO though? Like, it's yeah. very MMO like, but it's still not even that. It's missing a lot of the key components that make MMOs good, right? Isn't it? But when they came out, they said this is going to be an FPS MMO. No, they it's didn't. Be they were gorgeous. very adamant on it not being an MMO, and they'll still fight you to the day on it. They will not be allow it to be called an MMO for some reason. <laughs> it is, but 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 you get my point. Like I think I feel like when they came out and announced it, they had a lot of things. You know, their mobile app integration. They talked about how key that was going to be to the game. I mean, aside from transferring shit to and from your inventory, it doesn't do a whole hell of a lot of good. So I think that again, I just think they they had this huge project, right? And when they really got into development, it shrunk. But anyway, That's I'm true. I'm hoping that by the time you guys listen to this. We are all avidly playing it and loving it, and I hope it's amazing. I'm going to make a prediction. Hmm. I'm going to predict that the people who are liking it will still like it. A lot of the new people will join and love it. I'm going to guess you'll still play it two weeks and drop off. Yep, I, You're probably <laughs> right, which is why I'm having a hard time even considering buying it. Because I don't think you should. Well, you have a lot of, you you have a lot of other maybe? games coming up. Yep, I do. But yeah, you got a lot of the shit you're going to want to like play. Like tons. I, not really. My list... Fallout 4. Fallout 4. Street Fighter 5. That's in spring. Oh, that's in Fallout's going to take up a chunk of your time. 
Maybe. Like, that's the problem I'm having right now is looking at, like, the fall game lineup. I'm not... Are you I know playing La- Battlefront? I know Lance is doing... Battlefront, it. I'll be playing. I know yeah. Lance is doing Witcher 3. Are you doing that, too? Uh, I've been playing. I started Witcher 3 on launch day. I'm about oh, okay. 30% through. I need to go... See, and that's the thing is I've got to go back and do Witcher. I need to finish the Mega Man Legacy Collection because I just picked that shit up, and it's dope as fuck. Segway. Is that, like, 1 through 9? 1 through 6. Oh. Um, and it's essentially... When are they going to make one that is Mega Man X Legacy? God, I don't know. They did it Those for GameCube. Favorite. Didn't Mega Man yeah. X got a GameCube collection? Yep. Mm. So I assume they'll do it eventually, but I... So I've never finished Mega Man 1 before until two week, uh, a week ago. Like, I've never beat fully beat Mega Man before. Really? I've played every level, but I've never been through, like, Wily's Castle. I've never been able to hang. So it was pretty gratifying to sit down and just do it in, like, I don't know, eight hours. Yeah, I beat two hours. for the first time a couple of years ago on, like, I had an emulator. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that, is that worth picking up? Yeah, for fifteen bucks. Hell yeah! Are you going to be playing any but any of it at the Lupus fundraiser? Well, by the time people hear this, it'll be over. Will he? But oh, that's yeah, probably will be, it. huh? But so theoretically, that's... I will be. Like my plan, I, I've got a so I have a lot of responsibilities in this thing and a lot of shit I've got to worry about. So I don't know how much gaming I'll actually do. Gotcha. But if I do, I'm basically bringing my PS4 and my Vita TV are going to be my two gaming consoles. Okay. I will probably play Final Fantasy Nine. Okay. And Mega Man in my downtime, and maybe like some random like Oni Chambra. Okay, just some random shit that I can just walk away from because mm-hmm. there's a lot. There's going to be a lot to do. There will so. be. So, uh, before we move on too far, was there anything else you wanted to mention with Destiny? Mm, I think we about covered it. There's there's a ton of shit with it, but yeah, it sounds like it's I don't pretty nice. We'd want to go. I'll come out and say that I wish they would cross server play, and I know they never will, but. For the sheer fact that I want to play with you guys off and on, but I also want to play with all my PlayStation buddies, and it's really kind of a bummer that like I have to pick sides or play both. Yeah. Because in a game of Destiny, right. Destiny is just big enough that playing on two consoles and leveling characters on two consoles isn't feasible. Right. Unless Some people have done it, but those yeah, people but are that, weird. That's all they're doing. That's literally <laughs> yeah. all they're doing. You know, and it, it that's the one thing that bummed me Don't we me know out. somebody who did that? I yeah. feel like we know someone. We, who did I think that. we know a guy that did that. I think he switched consoles, though. I think he walked away from his other console and just moved over to PlayStation. That guy's a man, baby. He is a man, baby. <laughs> a good-looking man, baby. But yeah, so that that's that's my thing. Is I wish I wish they would come, find a way for you to export your save data or move it around so that I could come over and play with you guys once in a while. I'm gonna guess the reason they don't is purely politics because there's no t- technological mm-hmm. reason they don't. No, and I mean, you know, Sony's paying them some big bucks for their exclusive raids and exclusive weapons, their strikes and exclusive weapons. Um, I did have a, a point actually. When you were talking about light level and how you feel like it's changed more rep, more rep, rep based, related, yeah, it's it's not. But they've been, um, well, I don't know if it's not, but they've been saying that they wanted to change that because in Year One Destiny you had to wear certain gear to be the highest level, so they wanted to change that to give you more freedom to customize your your character, which is important, I think. Right, but this new system is kind of heading in that same direction. So your light level is based off of your highest defense values on your gear. So Same idea. It's the same thing. If you want to yeah, be the like, highest light level to do the most damage in a new raid or something, you're still going to have, have to wear, wear the highest gear. shit you probably dropped in a well, raid. Well, and I don't know if it's possible. Because like, in, in every, again, I, I know I keep referencing it, but in every MMO I've ever played, there are certain gear sets you have to wear for certain fucking scenarios. And Destiny's 
pretty similar, it's, not as strict. But it's very similar. Like, right. you know, in World of Warcraft, if you were a priest, there was a set of gear that if you were going to heal Molten Core or any of the big raids, you needed this gear so you could hang. Which is it gave pretty you the, similar. Yeah, because it gave you the mana bonuses, it gave you the armor, and it gave you the replenishment you needed to handle it. You know, as a warrior, you had to have a certain amount of armor, a certain amount of aggro build. You just had to have it. So it makes, like, that doesn't bother me, actually, that you have to wear the same shit, because it's like, well, it makes sense. Like, it can doesn't only... necessarily bother me, but it's... They, they were setting out to, to fix a problem, and I don't know that they fixed it. We'll have to I, see, yeah. but I think they kind of created a new similar problem. They, they almost, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. like they, it's almost like... And it's, point, it's more confusing, they, too. They pointed out a problem that maybe not as many people were complaining about and tried to fix it, and then found that it might not be fixable. Like, like now if we look at a new player that doesn't play as, or doesn't play as much like Mike, and he's, he's not hanging with us, we have to look at every single piece of his gear to figure out what's bringing him down versus before we could just be like, oh yeah, it's because your chest isn't it's not like 36 or something. Right. So I think they may have actually complicated it, but so, I don't know. We'll I see. think to make that problem easier, wouldn't it make more sense just to make more armor that looks totally different with similar stats or let you cut, like, not even shaders, but let you customize the armor more? I don't know. Because, I mean, if the whole concern is I look. I just don't know, Tom. Oh. Well, that's what I wish because <laughs> it's... You get capped out, so like the Crota Raid or the Raid before right. it, you know, you had Vex gear, then you had Hive gear, and now you've got Fallen gear, and so you're kind of limited to exactly that. Right, why can't you just take that gear to a blacksmith and say, do some customization with it to make it look totally different than your buddies? Or instead of even the gear, what if you had like your, you know, your damage or something was related to like a core? And so you've got a core of 36, and then by doing this raid, your core is now 42, but that stays, and you can mm-hmm. interchange your armor, and maybe the perks are related to how much ammo you can carry, or sure, and the right. stuff that is more I think they need to take a page from the Diablo 3 book and do, like, the Paragon levels. There you go. And then to also do, is it transmogrification? Sounds about right. Where you take your, your gear somewhere and it keeps the stats, but you can change the look of it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that I mean that would more easily solve their problem. Because if the gripe is actually just that my shit looks the same as everybody else's shit, then just let us change the way this stuff looks and keep your leveling system the same. I think that's going to be in Destiny's future, whether it be in 2 or 3. It's like, there's yeah, no like just full that. customization. Okay, so then moving on, I want to talk a little bit about Nintendo. I want to talk about Mario Maker, but yeah. first I want to talk about... Uh, the day that none of us probably thought we'd see come, Nintendo is developing an app. Oh my god! For Android and uh, iOS, with a, a wristband accessory, which I don't know how you get. So one. I, wait, I, I didn't missed even that, hear about that. The news on it, I I know a little bit about it. So but what is it? So Pokemon. So let's let's start from the beginning. Like probably six months ago. Nintendo was like, we are going to start developing for mobile. And everyone's like, what? And everyone's like, what? Yeah, exactly. So then... Because like two years ago, they said, fuck mobile. We're yeah. not doing that shit. So I wake up uh, <laughs> yesterday morning, and there's this like YouTube video in our chat channel that's like, this is happening. And I'm like, whatever. This is a fucking parody video. It's a joke. It had to be. Yeah, so I jump into like Nintendo.com. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's in their news feed. I go to their Twitter page. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, they're tweeting about this. So they're, it's from what it looks it's like... It's Pokemon not, Go. Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. It's an altered reality Pokemon game. So it's um, it's um, if you notice when there's a splash page of the developers, Niantic is the software company, same company that did Ingress. Isn't that that the one they paired with for all their shit though, or not? I don't know. I honestly don't know. But Niantic is the same labs that did Ingress for Android, then they moved to iOS, which is the location based like mm-hmm. battling. So they've got a big. Those guys know what they're doing. But mm-hmm. essentially, you use GPS location to go fucking hunt Pokemon on your mobile in the real world, and it's AR. So like I point my phone at a tree and i might find and a pity or something exactly and then you catch it you fight it and catch it 
Does this mean, like, if I want to catch them all, I'd have to go to, like, New York to find shit? They didn't say it, maybe. I'm not going to the West Desert to find Sandshrew. Well, I am, because that thing's (laughs) fucking awesome. So so then they're they're Do you have, like, battles and stuff? So you battle, you can battle other trainers. So, like, if I'm out walking around, and by some chance some other Pokemon trainer's out fucking walking around. Like, if you two are downtown, Yeah, we can can have a Pokemon battle, like, in public. And then there's a wristband (laughs) they're going to be selling, and I can't, it's called, like, the Go Plus. Oh, I saw that. I'm never buying that fucking thing. I, fuck, I'm buying three. I know you are. I'm going to hand but them I'm out. Not. Wait, so what, is it, what does it do? So it's got like a, from what I can see, it has like an accelerometer and it links to your app. So then if you need to throw a Pokeball, you actually throw and it picks up the motion and you throw a fucking Pokeball in the game. <laughs> Sounds like LARPing. It's, it's, it's over. I'm done. Like, I'm going to be wandering the world homeless catching Pokeball. You're going to be the best that you can be? <laughs> yeah, like no one ever was. And it's the to release them for is it? real test? To train them is my cause. <laughs> Believe this shit? No. Why people be like? Pokemon. Why people be like? <laughs> Heart's so true. Anyway, you know what's so, cool too? Don't uh, we have a Victory Road in Utah? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I don't get that reference. Victory. I don't. I don't. Wanna, I don't know. So two, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to know. know. 2016, that. right? Yeah, they said 2016, and like, oh my god, that's like next year. So how are they gonna make money on this? Because oh, I, it's, it's gonna have in-app purchases. It's gonna right? have in-app purchases. I'm assuming there's gonna be some kind of ad revenue. Do you think Nintendo's pretty tame with that stuff? I don't know. They've I got think to they'll make have money. to because you don't make money in games right now by selling them. Like devs are poor as shit right well, now, but, so they all have but, to convert uh, to not Pokemon. To play. Not Pokemon though. Pokemon. So Nintendo know. makes enough. Or I don't know. Whatever the the Pokemon company and Nintendo make enough money off of one Pokemon launch to sustain the company for like ten years. They don't need it. My guess is you'll probably have some kind of link system between Pokemon Go and the 3DS games because they already have the Pokemon Box where you can basically and you can subscribe. It's like twenty five bucks a year, and you can cloud store all of your Pokemon across all of your games and then download them and upload them game to game. So what will happen is this will probably tie into that and probably work better, and then you can move the shit between. It'll be interesting to see. I don't. I see them having like a you purchase where it's like two bucks to buy the game. I bet. Okay, they're gonna have timers. I'd give them thirty for it. Timers and in-app purchases are so big. So they're gonna have timers where every like five hours you get a new Pokeball. You You want more? You buy a pack. I don't know. Though. They're gonna have shit like that. I just know it. I feel like Nintendo would push back on that. I feel. I feel like they could try, but like the mobile gaming world is so volatile right now. Like, yeah, stupid. You're right. They can't. Nobody makes money selling a game for five bucks. Well, whatever. I mean, let's but, talk like, about Nintendo. Like, is uh, sorry, Tom. No, you're Nintendo's good. like gameplay first, and they've always been that way. So I don't see them going into the mobile market and being like, "Yeah, make this however you feel <sighs> best." But at right. the same time, Nintendo is gameplay first when it's on their console. And my, I guess my worry is when they first started doing online gaming. It was real fucky. It was not good. Well, that's someone else is developing it, which I think could be the best scenario. Because I don't always love like when Miyamoto's involved now, but when right. he oversees something, he's like, yeah, no, yeah, okay, go for it. Just like sure. George Lucas with you know the Clone War stuff. So the stuff I was saying I don't necessarily, necessarily think is, is bad. You just have to do the, the free-to-place stuff uh, in a, a smart way that's intuitive yeah. and not... Well, not and it's, uh, overwhelming or whatever. And it's possible mm-hmm. to do it in a way that's good. Like, I feel like Hearthstone Intr- is right on... true save is what I was trying to say. Hearthstone is right on the cusp. Well, I think Hearthstone is actually kind of a shitty free-to-play model because if you don't want to buy the expansions, it's like... I So I've done two of the raids now, or two of the raid levels in Hearthstone, and I've probably been... I've been working on that for two and a half weeks. Like, they are too strict. So I think there's a balance that Nintendo can find. Hmm. 
Um, It'll be interesting to see as we get more stuff. Yeah. But I think this is perfect for Nintendo. Oh, my God. Because I was thinking, like, a platformer doesn't make sense. Like, a dungeon crawler like Zelda doesn't make sense on a mobile device at yeah. this time. But a Pokemon AR game... It yep. fits right in with well, and and like like my boss, her kids are gamers, and they play a Call of Duty and stuff, and they like Pokemon. And I showed her the trailer, and she looked me dead in the face with like this look of terror, <laughs> and it was like, I mean, literally, she was like, "I cannot let my children find out about this." <laughs> good and, luck. <laughs> it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fucking life changing thing. It's gonna be so good. I am so stoked. All right, so we'll find out how that turns out. Yeah. Um. On the subject of Nintendo, I haven't had much time to play it. It just came out. But I beat your level, bitch. Yeah, you did. It took some time, but you beat it. Jimmy beat it in like a tenth of time, but that's okay. Jimmy's always beat You moved the turtle for Jimmy, and he cheated, too. I didn't move What are we talking about, though? I don't don't know what you're talking about. We played Mario Maker, Mm -hmm. which by the time this podcast comes out, I hope I would really like. I know I'm the only one, but it would be awesome to like post up our levels because when you create levels it gives you a tag i'd love to tweet them out or have other people that are following us tell us their levels and we play them and live stream them i'd like this to be a cool community thing that we could start doing i told you man bring your wii u over we will stream for days can i would you, love that can you tag us up with like a category name like could you do like a bsr tag or something probably i haven't gotten that far into it but i'm sure you can tag it so i guess top level with the mario maker let's go with bsr butts I like it. Hashtag butts. <laughs> Writing it down. Hashtag butt stuff. So it's like a lot of the reviews I read, because this is getting high praises, is that Nintendo could have easily phoned this in and been like, all right, here's here you can make some levels, have some fun. But they really went above and beyond. And you can tell in the short time that I've had to play it, it's got like shorthand hotkeys. So I'm like, I've got... You know, the stylus in my right hand, I'm like, I need to delete some stuff. Man, I, I'm sick of having to hit this button. Oh, wait, if I hold these two buttons, it's delete. Or this button is to move more than one object. Or this cool. button is to copy objects. The, it's very intuitive, the the UX, for just creating levels. But then I got thinking, well, shit, I could just troll the shit out of Tom if I wanted to upload a level that you can't get to the end of. You can't. You can only upload levels if you beat them. You have to design it yourself you and actually hit yourself? the flag and beat it in order to upload wow. it. That's brilliant. That's awesome. So that's except yeah, I could see some trouble with that. But then you could like make a really fucking hard level. Like well wait, but can you do the thing where you start in the middle and finish it? Or do you have to go start to finish? Start to finish. Okay. And so the That just means that levels will be representative of your own skill level, right? Right. And yeah. so one of the things that Nintendo's done is they've got this algorithm to where the, they're separated into... I haven't seen it in-game. This is just from reading reviews. But as I understand it, they're separated into like easy, medium, and hard. And so based on how many people on the Nintendo-verse have beat your level, how quickly they beat it, how many times they've died before they beat it, it gets segregated. And then you can play challenge modes where you have 100 Mario lives and you play the 10 most difficult levels on the Nintendo-verse right and now. And whoever has the most oh, lives shit. left is ranked higher. Yeah, it's it Fuck. looks... Sounds cool. It looks really fun. and But when you make a level, so you get to upload it into that and hope it gets up. But then also at the very end, it has a little tag that I can share with Tom and say, hey, I just made this level. Check it out. Yeah. Well, and what I liked about it, so, I mean, I'm not Nintendo's biggest fan, but I don't hate them, um, is that Lucas, like, I got over here. He hands me the controller and he's like, good fucking luck, dude. And the level was hard. Like, there was a jump that was <laughs> should have been impossible, but I fucking do it. I fucking did it. 
and you actually had to sacrifice your power up to get through it. There was, I don't think there's any other way to do it, but I got to the end, but like it takes the core piece of what makes platformers so fun and breaks it down into little tiny bites. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's only that level was like what? 30 seconds, 40 seconds. Yeah. But that's the core of the, what makes platformers so goddamn fun. And it's now just bite-sized. You can just go do that. And you can, some of the stuff that I like from the nostalgia end, it's got all the different music in there. You can build levels in four different modes. It can be Mario 1, Mario 3, Mario World, or the new Mario oh, fuck. You should be building HD. Mario World levels all day, son. And that's part of the genius of this game is as you build levels and play levels, you unlock things to create levels. I haven't unlocked Mario World yet. So that's kind of part oh, of it. Oh, nice. Uh, and so it's the not same. like it's just overwhelming. You have everything. How do you feel about no, the Amiibo great. integration so far? I thought it was pretty cool. Um, so like before Tom came over, I thought, you know, Tom likes Mega Man. I've got a Mega Man Amiibo. And as it's walking me through it, it's an awesome tutorial. It's like, you know, put bricks here, do this, play it. Okay, now do you have an amiibo? Put an amiibo on. And when I did that, Mega Man shows up in this beam of light, and then he's a power-up that you can put into a block, or you can just set him anywhere. And on the screen, and it's only available in the first Mario game, I noticed, um, a, a mushroom shows up with a question mark on it, and when you pick it up, you turn into an 8-bit version of that character. But it's not the kind you've seen in, like, the other Nintendo games, it's stylized very much for just Mario, and it's a power-up that you can yep. lose and take damage, but That's cool. your character looks like the Amiibo. And when it popped up on screen, there's like 50 or 60-something yeah. I mean, slots we saw like Amiibos. I've only seen Samus, um, Mega Man, and Link, but they were all pretty rad. Except for Link had that weird pirate face thing. Yeah, it was the Toon Link one. That and he was going down on himself a couple times. Yeah, so. and he, had, he can hump when he duck, he humps. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, while he was humping, he made his own sound effects. So each of the characters have their own sounds and their own jumping sounds. And yeah, if you is. beat the level with that character skin still, the ending music is different based yeah. on that character. Do Which, you know yet if um, they're stylized differently for each game? From what I can tell, I think it's only available in NES version. Bummer. Um, but I don't know. I, that's what I've seen in the walkthroughs and the playthroughs. But some of the shit, so they've they've put in a lot of the things from the different games, um, and then they've added new things. So now, like, you can stack enemies, which they didn't do before, where you could have, like, a Koopa flying and then put, like, a spiky guy on top of him so you couldn't jump on him. Huh. Uh, they've got helmets now. So, like, the, the black turtle shell, if it lands on your head, it protects your head then. You have a helmet, or you get a spiky one that you can use to kill thwomps and things. Whoa. There's also... Um, the I'm mushroom. A, I'm impressed that you referenced a thwomp so easily. Well played, sir. I like Mario. So, uh, the, the when you have the enemies on screen, you can make them bigger by putting like a mushroom over them, and then they'll turn them into a larger version. So you can do like a giant level. Uh, and I've been impressed. There's so many. Oh my uh, god! Can you build big world levels in Mario Three? You can't do like the big bricks, but you can make all the enemies big. Oh fuck! Now with. I can't remember the name of the machines that run themselves where you've got like a ball that runs into this thing and that thing. And Perpetual like, motion machine? Yeah. So you can do that in this too. And there's a lot of people that have started doing this to where like the game starts and then Mario drops on a bouncy thing that kicks him into this rotating oh, thing right. and then this thing. And so you don't actually touch the controller and that plays itself and beats the level. It's It's been a lot of fun and I could see getting sucked into it big time, both playing levels and making So levels. I have a question along those lines. I know you haven't played it long because you've only had it a few hours but what if someone like maybe me has no interest at all in building levels do you think there's enough to do without that from what i've seen um the challenge modes because the levels 
or updating constantly. I've been watching a lot of the YouTube videos of just the press that have been playing, and they're all playing like the hundred level or hundred Mario challenge. And every time I've watched it, most of the levels are different. It's like it changes every time. And when you beat the level, uh, I believe it. I'm not positive, but I believe you save it locally if you want to. Oh, nice! So then you can have a copy of the level to play again, or can you also change. edit that copy. Mm-hmm. It's hmm. it is a lot of fun, and everything that I thought would be like, oh, it'd be nice if they did this, they did that, and then some more. For instance, Tom wrote "fuck you" in coins. I did. Did you really? Yeah, I really did. Yeah, it was pretty great. Yeah. I'm guessing you can't upload that. I'm guessing you can, but if they caught people wind, people report it or something. Well, because right now when you play they like ban me from that game so fucking quick. When you play like Mario 3D World or different things, um, you can write notes. So when you beat a level, you can be like, ah, oh, that was hard, or draw a picture of Bowser. This one says stamps. a swear. And I, yeah. I would imagine you can get reported. And if you get reported, you probably just have your account like to where you can't post things for X amount of time. Dick coins, coin dick. Oh my god, coin dick. I haven't seen much of it, but that's where like After playing Mario, it's made me giggle because on like the Mario. Uh, you or whatever the last one was, 3D World. Uh, you'd go to a level, and of course, wanted to sneak through. Or some guy was like, "Fuck Bowser, this level sucks." Oh yeah, those are so hilarious. <laughs> so I, I don't see it getting <laughs> too out of hand. But if you did some graphic thing, maybe I love it. I'm excited Speaking to play of more graphic of it. thing. Can we uh, talk about Skinny Mario? Yeah. So one new power up. That Actually, I don't added. want to because it's creepy as fuck. Have you seen Skinny Mario? So one new power up that they put in the game is. Uh, a mushroom instead of like the normal it's like a tall that. skinny one yeah and mario's like I this big high. lurpy guy okay and the way he runs he just it, it it's, it's terrifying like stuff of okay. nightmares hi it, heather my wife she wanted to say hi just 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 put that in with audio cut it's fine <laughs> um yeah the the skinny mario is fucking terrifying i wanted to show you guys but i don't have that power up plus this is a podcast you can't actually see shit well i meant like you guys <laughs> <laughs> Heather loves them dad jokes. Um, that's all I had to say about Mario Maker. I don't know if you guys have any other I questions. I had another question, but I forgot. I think it's yeah. good. Yeah, I, that's I, it. I think it, I think it's a good party Show game notes. only if you're willing to put in the effort to make the levels for your party. So, mm-hmm. so for example, if you were having like a like a Halloween party the month before, create five levels if you will yeah right draw your dick coins tom yeah and if you don't finish levels you gotta suck the other guy's dick so yeah, there's that, that. Wait, sort of is that, is that how that, that no we yeah it's true tom oh, okay now we're back <laughs> <laughs> so anyways um it's I definitely wanted, a party game it's definitely a party game but i would have a fun time playing it even though i wouldn't normally play it much like chris probably wouldn't buy it myself but i would enjoy playing your levels and making fun of you i appreciate that yeah I do think it'd be really fun to make and share levels back and forth. It's just like coming at such a bad time of the year. Yeah. I wish it came out like a few months ago. Yeah, it's too much tough. going on. That was pretty funny what you said there, Chris. Roadhead. I'm slapping my knee. <laughs> yeah, um, it's kind of bad timing because you got Taken King and then right after that, like Battlefront's going to take up a lot of my time. But I could see still going back to this and playing it a lot. And none of you play racing games. I just picked up. Four is a six? Yeah, the Ultimate Edition launched early. Hmm. Is it good? So far. Nice. I fell asleep playing last night, though, so I think I crashed. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> a two-week joke. <laughs> it just made it. There's uh, the punchline. Have you, um... I don't remember. The last I had, tracks I had another question, but I really don't remember, so I guess, um, uh, I guess I'll pretend I didn't. 
No. I like that when you're stumbled, you eat pudding. Yep. <laughs> I had like a really good thing to ask, and it wasn't about Forza, and it wasn't about Mario Maker, and now I'm fucking... No, nothing. Well, that's what we were talking about, so I'm glad you didn't remember it. <laughs> nope. So we can fucking subject. <laughs> Jimmy's laughing. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, what it, uh, Did you want to talk about Street Fighter at all, Jimmy? Um, we can mention it. Tom streamed it. Tom, yeah. how do you feel about the beta? It's down now. You it's, can't play the shit, right? Yeah, I feel pretty good about it so far. Um, I think the thing I'm struggling with is I've been playing, and I'm not like a pro by any means, but I've been playing Street Fighter Four for four and a half, five years ish now. Mm-hmm. So I'm so like mentally you take breaks, right? Like, <laughs> hold on, let me just find the app. Just keep going, keep talking, okay. just keep talking. So, yeah, it's really um, funny in line. Yeah, so I. I've been just playing so much of that, like it's really hard for me to switch gears into a, not a totally different system, but the combo system is different. It's not link based. Um, the inputs are really loose, so if you double tap any button, you'll basically hit the link. So like um, Ryu has a combo. It's uh, standing, standing medium, standing medium, um, standing fierce, standing roundhouse. So if you just go tap 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 tap, it's guaranteed to hit. It'll land. So, so it makes it more accessible. Right, so then you have to worry about like positioning, spacing, reactions, all like the really important shit. Anyway, um, so how does that affect like the hardcore crew? It, the, hard, the hardcore crew right is mixed company, but most of them are dominating because they've been spending years getting their footsies game on point and getting their, their like spacing so they like on it point. Or not like it? Um, I think it's I think it's mixed, mixed game. right now. Yeah. yeah, there's some guys that are bitching saying that they've already mastered the game and they're frustrated about it. But, but that's it's a, a fucking beta. Well, and that's the thing. It's the same guys that were bitching about that before vanilla Street Fighter Four launched, saying I feel like I've already mastered the game, and now you know five six years in, this game is totally different. And I think it'll be the same. Yeah. I love what they're doing with the characters. I like uh, they him announced too. Rashid today. Yeah, really cool character. Um, he has like. He's like Arabian, maybe. Yeah, something like um, that. But he's got like all these whirlwind attacks, which is pretty cool. A lot like Storm from Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah, sure. Um, and a lot like El Fuerte too, the way yeah. he moves and stuff like that. He got some a crazy similarities. Um, I'm I still haven't played um, Nikali. I want to try oh, him. Yeah. He's another one of the new characters. I honestly, so far, my favorite character in the beta was Chun Li. I thought Chun Li. Yeah, was... which is different because Tom likes Ryu. Right? Yeah, and Chun Li is a fucking great character in this game. A lot of pressure. She's got like really fucked up boob animation though. I think <laughs> was that this game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she does. Her boob animation is very, very. Well, and they changed. They move a lot. And they changed Cammy's face because people were complaining about how they didn't like it, so they changed it. Yeah, they kind of changed Cammy's face around a little bit. Like, there's a lot of stuff happening. Which is like, fine. Yeah. If, if they're listening to the community and the community has input and then they're making the game based on that input, right. I think a lot of people will be happy. And again, it's more accessible. It's not as technical as the game's past. Well, and something we talked about today, they're making it so much more fun in the way of this will be the only version of the game you need to buy. Right. So you buy Street Fighter Five on launch and then in the game as you're playing, you earn fight money and that fight money, you know, in-game currency, you can buy skin packs, costume, additional characters which won't be available right otherwise otherwise so or you can spend real money i guess if you want to to accelerate it but based on how fast i was getting fight money in the beta i feel like if you're playing the game pretty regularly you'll be able to unlock all this stuff fast and all the patches and balance changes are going to be free Hmm. it might actually give the casual fighting game guy the casual gamer it might give him something or it might be that it might be that game that tyson's always wanted i think that like yeah fight game for the party 
Well, it I might think, actually be that. Yeah, and I think like for me too, because I played vanilla quite a lot, and then I left, and I came back during Arcade Edition 2012. So I uh, see there was there was mm. vanilla, then there was Super. Yep. Then there was AE 2012. There was AE. AE and then AE 2012. Correct. So I missed two versions of the game. So I had to buy Super and patch it, but I'd already bought Vanilla originally. So I had to buy the game twice. Then an Ultra came out. I bought it upgrade. again. Yeah. I bought mm-hmm. the upgrade, and then when it came out on PS4, I rebought it for PS4. I mean, it was only like twenty bucks on PS4, but I bought the game four or five times. So it's pretty sweet to know that Street Fighter Five will come out. I'm gonna buy the fucking collector's edition with the ten inch Ryu statue, the art book, and the soundtrack. And then and it'll be cross platform. And it'll be cross platform. So I'll be playing. Um, PC and PS4, and it's still it's PS4 exclusive. Yes, yes. Uh, so anybody playing on PC, like my buddy Casey, he can play it on his PC. I can play on my PS4, and we can battle each other. Do you think it'll go to Xbox at some point? It will not. Nope. It is PS4 exclusive, and it is not timed. It is a purchased exclusive. So, hmm. um, so yeah, I'm I'm just stoked for that. Like I'm excited that they're finally they're catering to the community in a way that they assume that if they do it right and they make the game once and they give you all this DLC and all this extra content that the community will continue to support them, similar to like League of Legends or any of other games. So I think they will because the community is going to go out and give them sixty bucks for it, and then we'll invest our time and money into supporting the game over time. So and for the people that are complaining that it's too easy or they've mastered it, they can always go back and play the older games. Like I don't understand that. Yeah, well, and I mean the people that are complaining that are also have been playing fighting games for ten plus years yeah of course it's too fucking easy you're a goddamn savant like you know what you're doing the second you pick up a controller and most people in the beta probably don't yeah exactly yeah and again it's a fucking beta and i and again balance patches changes yeah you're gonna see shit i mean this people are gonna look different i I think we we had a small conversation (laughs) about that people will look different so if you're sad about the way ken looks or vega looks or anybody like that like get a different skin yeah well, and I think like this year's Beard, Evo. Bearded Ryu. Bearded Ryu, yeah. Traveler Ryu. Sex, um, it's called Sexy Ryu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the GameStop Ryu, exclusive Ryu, pre-order skin. Ryu Ryu has, has a beard now. Has like five o'clock That's shadow. Awesome. And he looks fucking sexy. Somebody so online, a, he's Sexy Ryu. Right? Somebody made a <laughs> That's good what point. That's the skin's called. Because uh, Street Fighter 1, Ryu has red hair, like bright red hair. Yeah. And Street yeah, yeah. Fighter 1, they were like, wait, what about red hair Ryu? Um, there's all, but uh, I forgot the point I was going to make. Oh, like <laughs> this, year's, this year's Evo, in my opinion, had the best finals match i have watched in street fighter yeah that was it was gut-wrenching and this, that was a good evo it that was it was a, it was a but, great but we, evo. but we but we knew it would be a fucking good evo yeah. because of how oh. things are with street yeah. fighter 5 coming out and whatnot, but that's so. the last but this was technically the last massive thing for street fighter 4 i mean yes the capcom pro tour in the fall in this fall is going to end in december, december 10th my birthday what up uh that's going to happen <laughs> but after that you know it's all going to be street fighter 5 for tournaments street fighter 5 and uh like mkx and and yeah shit so, like that, so so i mean that's the cool thing is i think that just like street fighter 4 evolved 5 will evolve but it's going to start out really awesome awesome um, before we wrap up, I wanted to ask real quick about the rare replay collection. Yeah. If that's worth picking up and if you played much of those games. I played Battletoads quite a bit. Um, I played Solomon's, not Solomon's Key. Uh, there's some weird dungeon game that Rare made like way back in the day. I played that for quite a bit. Hmm. Um, I, I downloaded everything to my Xbox One. I want to play the fuck out of Viva Pinata. That game... I want v- them to make a new Viva Pinata. Yeah, like Viva P- getting Viva Pinata alone is worth the $30. I've always heard that was game. really good. It is so much fun. Um, but I haven't played it as much as I'd like. Honestly, my Xbox One doesn't get a lot of playtime. But, I mean, I, I bought it wanting to play Perfect Dark, Perfect mm-hmm. Dark Zero, 
um, Battletoads, um, fuck, oh, Conquer, Conquer, Battletoads, Double Dragon. Oh, that's in there. Is it? Isn't it? I don't or, think. It no, is. it's just Double Dragon. It's just Double Dragon. No, Battletoads, Double Dragon. I don't think it's in there. No, it's in there. Is it really? We in there? <laughs> I think Battletoads. Double, I'm pretty sure Battletoads, Double Dragons in there. Hmm. Um, and that's one of my. That was like one of my favorite, like mm-hmm. old school side scrolling brawlers as a kid. I played that game so much. Do you think it's worth picking up? Just for the main titles. So I was thinking I want it for the Banjo games, Perfect okay. Dark, and then what was the other one we said? Eva Pinata. Do you think yeah. it's worth it for just like those? Absolutely. I, I think so. I mean, if you're actually going to play them, I would do it. And it's 30 games for 30 bucks. So you were literally... I almost just want it for the original Perfect Dark. Yeah. And Shit. I got that for Xbox 360. For a buck. When they put it up, it was so much fun to play again. It's actually the 360 version, the arcade Correct. version. But yep. isn't it upscaled or something? I, I, I didn't play it. I couldn't tell you. I hmm. assume so. But I like I said, I played Battletoads. I played a couple other games. And then I walked away. So you got Battletoads, Banjo, Battletoads Arcade, Killer Instinct Gold, Jet Force Gemini, Attic Attack was the one I was playing. I never played Jet Force. I always wanted to. Um, Saber Wolf, Blast Core, Viva Pinata, Banjo-Tooie, Cameo, Conker's Bad Fur Day, um, Grab by the Ghoulies, which is another really fun one. Um, I didn't play Underworld back in the day. RC Pro-Am was really fun. Uh, Snake, Rattle, and Roll. Game was so fun. Like, there's a lot of really good shit in here. But there is no Battletoads Double Dragon. So I'm thinking of just Battletoads that I was playing a shitload of. I thought they had Battletoads Double Dragon in here. I feel betrayed. Me too. Me too. Cool. Sounds but, like it's worth yeah, picking up. Dollar a game. Why the hell wouldn't you? That's yeah. A good, that's a good point. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks again, you guys, for coming over. And, thanks uh, for hanging out, us, man. That was a lot of fun. It's good times, good times. Um, thanks to our sponsors, Secret Compass Collectibles, the Bohemian Brewery, uh, Superhero Stuff. I feel like I might be forgetting someone else. Uh, Proton Charging. Proton Charging. Proton Charging, sure. Yeah, superhero and, stuff. and also thank you to Luna Bars. We've been eating those the whole time. Yeah, whole time. And with that, I bid you adieu. Thank you for listening to the Big Shiny Podcast. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please leave us a rating and a review. The Big Shiny Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94th East, 7200 South in Midville, Utah, and you can find them online at bohemianbrewery.com. We're also brought to you by superherostuff.com and secretcompassonline.com. And be sure to check out bigshinyrobot.com and visit our, pe- our podcast page for some more great podcasts in the Big Shiny Robot podcast family.